Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dive into the thriving local arts, entertainment, and food scene with coasting editor Jerry Boggs and his guests. Let us be your guide to the creative South Coast. All right. Welcome, everyone. I appreciate you joining us for another uh, Coasting podcast. Uh, thanks for coming in on a nice sunny day. Uh, it's finally spring in New Bedford, so we're all feeling a little uh, a little excited about what's what's to come. And you're all going to talk about one of the uh, one of the more fun festivals we're having in town. Um, so I can just kind of go around the room and, and let you all introduce yourself. Chuck, do you want to? Um, yes. Yeah, so my name is Charles Houck. Uh, I'm a founding member of Gallery X. Uh, we've been in New Bedford for, since uh, 1990, uh, and we moved into the uh, first unit, Firstless Church on William Street, and uh, we've been there since 1995. Um, My name's Kevin Mitchell. I am uh, the artistic director of The Collective. Uh, we are a theater and performing arts company that runs out of Gallery X. Um, and my name is Lee Heald, and I am the director of AHA, and we've been working with the um, William Street, Upper William Street Festival for since the beginning. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for coming in. And uh, we are going to talk about the William Street Festival, and this is going to be, this fall will be the third year, is that correct, for the third William Street year. Festival? Third year. Um, talk a little bit about when the, the, kind of the origination of the William Street Festival, who, uh, who, who started this and why, and what the kind of the overall goal of the William Street Festival is, because it's not just... Let's all get together and have fun. Although that's the that's the good part. But well, we uh, hope we do. Yeah. <laughs> we hope we do. But there is an underlying uh, cause for the for the city of New Bedford behind it all. Go ahead, Chuck. Go Chuck. Well, I think I think originally the idea came up. Um, uh, Karen uh, Anderson is the minister at the First Unitarian Church, and and she's been a good friend. Um, she was one of the original Gallery X members when we opened, and. Uh, and uh, we've long sort of talked about closing down William Street, doing some sort of festival, and uh, with her actually active in, in the Unitarian Church, and then with the plans uh, for the First Baptist Church, your theater, um, we thought, you know, we, we all have, have events, different things going on. We thought, you know, maybe if we all collaborated um, and closed the streets and, and had a festival, uh, we could, you know, if each of each group organization sort of takes care of what they do in house, we can kind of have a, a good variety of things, and um, you know, just have an interesting. And also, I think um, these buildings are all uh, historic churches, uh, just incredible treasures, landmark buildings in the city, and um, they 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 all need maintenance. I mean, the uh, you know they they've all got got issues but they've that that's that's minor to what they offer um and and we wanted to you know with with the events in there we want we want the community to to get inside there because often there's people don't want to go into a church or if it's not their religion so so with if it's not a religious function sort of people will just come in and, and see the buildings uh uh learn about their history 
um, hear some music, see a theater production, uh, and uh, I think that basically was just a, a sharing of the uh, culture and art of the city, I think. And, um, and we did lose some some pretty historic churches in that area, did we not? Uh, kind of up on the hill. I've seen the, the pictures from, you know, 100 years ago, and you would see these skyline-dominating buildings, and then people say, oh, that's not there anymore. And uh, I know we don't want to replicate that. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting, because when you think about um, the historic district of New Bedford, the current historic district is kind of down the hill towards the waterfront, so it really talks about whaling and the early economic life of New Bedford. But as New Bedford prospered, it kind of moved up the street. So you get the mansions on County Street, and you get a diversification of religion. So the Unitarian Church came from the Quaker Meeting House, which is just on the other side of Union Street. Um, And you get a variety of um, sort of social networks. And most um, older cities, the core, a lot of the core architecture in the downtown area um, that stays with us is really um, communities of faith. And so these structures don't necessarily have the congregations and the support that they had in you know, the 19th century or early 20th century. And so I think it's really up to us to think about if we're going to be in the city and live in the city and really think about neighborhoods, what are the purposes and kind of what's the support structure for these physical places now so that they don't um, disappear. Yeah, and I was thinking when I, when we started this festival, uh, it was right around the time that we moved into Gallery X when we started. And I remember when we were looking at spaces to use to rent, um, we were telling other people uh, that we were working with, we did the E for All program, we were talking to some people and mentors there, and they were like, you really should be downtown. And we're like, yeah, we're looking at Gallery X. And they're like, no, but you should really be downtown. And I'm like, but it is downtown. And for some reason, there's a dividing line, like kind of right where the New Bedford Art Museum is, on that road there that people don't seem to think that New Bed- that the downtown crosses that line. But it does. Like there's some great stuff up the hill and I think that this festival does one really good thing which get people up the hill a little bit to know that like it does expand beyond there and there's some great architecture up there. There's some great galleries. Um, Mary Steam Cheeseburgers is up there. Everything's <laughs> yeah. up there. It's like there's things going on up there. So getting people further up the road from the water. It's like another revitalization, like you talked about, how a downtown has kind of spread up the hill. It did that back in the day. We're just trying to promote that again now, just kind of pull that culture, um, that business, all those, all that foot traffic just a little bit more up the hill. And that's, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about this is the partnership. You know, we're, we've, we've had a lot of stories about the uh, St. Mary's Church in, in Fall River and the millions of dollars of repairs it needs and, and what the, the questionable uh, future of these places are. And as congregations do shrink, I think New Bedford and the cultural organizations should be commended for finding ways to use these historic, beautiful buildings to bring a new sort of congregation, for lack of right. a better phrase, in. And, you know, First Baptist is the one that leaps to mind um, because it we were pretty close to losing it, were we not? Very close. And uh, your theater and whale have done a fabulous job working with the city. Um, they've just got some um, Cultural Preservation Act Um, monies they've really um, stepped up and um, been thoughtful as well as smart about how to use the supports that are available to really bring that space into uh, public use and a public awareness and on the other side of Union Street the um, uh, New Bedford Historical Society is really working to think about Abolition Road Park 
an abolition row, and then the James Arnold Mansion has just become a nonprofit, and they're really looking at how to reestablish the gardens, and so that whole area is really thinking about kind of what's its you know highest and best use as we go forward, which is exciting. It is exciting, and so you know the collective in Gallery X and 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 Chuck, you can talk a little bit about. Uh, the, the last couple years of the festival and, and what uh, what do people what, what do people expect what are you going to do well I, th- I think the, the festival um, I, I think we really want to sort of highlight the fact that New Bedford was uh, given uh, you know claimed or someone had done a thing and claimed it was one of the most creative cities in the country uh, which is you know from where it's where, where it started you know, it's that, that's quite a feat, and uh, something we should be proud of. And there, 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 it is a city that's full of working artists. Uh, it's it's a great place to make art, but it isn't really the best place to. You know, we don't. You know, it's not like Boston or Providence that things sell. So, but it's a it's a great great place to work. And um, we ha- on you know because we're closing the street for the festival, we thought that you know we really want to kind of invite the community. Uh, a chance for people to meet the artists, see what they're doing, and for the artists to meet each other. I think that's important for us. Uh, cl- I mean, we're all collaborating together. We're we're, we're forming friendships and uh, meeting people we didn't, and seeing seeing artwork and and, uh, and being inspired. And uh, and I think that I guess ins- inspiration is basically I think what we're looking for. With, and great music. Let's not great, great music. Yes, we've got we've got a, a great lineup of music and uh, free um, you know as long as you register ahead of time free free space uh, set aside you have to have your own table and clean up after yourself but uh, we want people to make money too we don't want people to spend a hundred bucks for a table and get everything you know and then lose money if you come for free if you sell one thing you know that's great if you don't sell anything will you. You're not you're not out, but you met some people, and and people met you, and and uh, and I think that's that's our goal is really to bring the community together. It's it's uh, to see these wonderful buildings and uh, and just sort of uh, celebrate the community and uh, and with music and food. So what we'll have is um like what you'll see specifically will be there'll be crafters with their craft tables out. Um, There'll be some live music that'll happen right in front of Gallery X in their little courtyard there. Um, I'm bringing in, we did this last year and I think it's really good, like Chuck talking about bringing other artists together. Um, we had uh, some, live, some live painters. Live. So um, some of the guys that are doing super flat actually, some of like the urban artists and graffiti artists and street artists that we do have. And this city is really big on that. There's a lot of good street yeah. art, young yeah. artists that come out of here. And for me, what I've always thought is um, the old saying, like, every man's an island. Every artist thinks of themselves as an island. Their art is their art, and it's so protected, and they're so afraid to share it sometimes, even with other artists, that a festival like this really bridges that gap. It bridges that gap generally, generationally and just with the artists in general, because I've started telling friends, they're like, I go up, oh, we're up at Gallery X, and they're like, up there, like... I don't know if I want to go up there. Like they've been doing this for a long time. What if they don't like my art? I'm like they're they're not like that. It's nice welcoming area, and so we try to get those people together. So having like the young street artists come 
and work with the other older uh, older artists, established artists. That's the word I was looking for. Did not mean older. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, established artists out there. It's we're, br we're we're bridging these gaps that have kept these artists apart for so long, and the bigger the community we can have of this congregation that we're starting. Like, a, like you said, a congregation has kept these churches and this infrastructure and these buildings alive for so long that that congregation has gone away. So we need a new one that's going to take care of them. And that's what we're trying to build, I really think. If we can get these people to... Because I've seen it happen. I've lived in Williamsburg in Brooklyn before it's Williamsburg in Brooklyn. I was in Wicker Park in Chicago before it was Wicker Park in Chicago. You know, I saw these places go from, like, really nice artistic communities to all of a sudden the rent's too high for anybody to be there. And so if we're not going to look out for the buildings that we have now and these buildings are going to go away, it would be sad to see the architecture go away, but it would be even sadder to lose that place where these artists can go and have a creative space. And so if we can all band together through a festival like this, we can band together in other ways too. And New Bedford has a history of festivals. So when I first came, people were talking about the Center Street Festival, which was gone by the time I came to town. And that used to be on Center Street, and that was kind of the beginning of thinking about the historic district as, you know, a, a place that was going to be restored and would attract people. And, you know, and the Center Street Festival grew into Summerfest, which was downtown for years and years. And then Summerfest kind of shifted and went over to the New Bedford Folk Festival, now mainly around the Z and that area. And there have been other festivals that are kind of modeled on that festival. And so this is kind of, I think, a fresh start really looking at the energy that started the Center Street Festival in a different area. And so the question is, will this kind of, will people come together to really think about this area as the next kind of neighborhood emerging in New Bedford because there's such good energy around it and there are reasons that it is a great place in a way that Center Street in some ways doesn't need this kind of help anymore. It is established, it is solid, it is known. Um, and it is now part of a historic district that protects it. And so I think one of the things that festivals and the artist energy bring is kind of that cutting edge of development. It is the edge of the spread that you just sort of think, oh yeah, here it comes. In, in a wonderful way, in a really wonderful um, community edge way. There's, uh, there's energy going on in the north of New Bedford now. Um, there's some stuff with the, you know, the new Blue Way Walk in the south of New Bedford. And so I think that this is kind of, as you think about downtown as kind of established and known, and there are a lot of different projects going on, this is one of those kind of awareness opening up to what is kind of the next piece that will connect, and who knows how it's going to connect, and who knows kind of what it's going to be. But um, it is a day of huge and amazing fun, and the weather has been fabulous. Um, the South Coast Brass Band was there last year, um, leading people. We have stuff for kids and families. Um, there's um, some food available or bring a picnic lunch. Um, you can set up your chairs in the street and listen to the music. I mean, it, it is just, it's kind of, you know, you kind of bring to it um, what you want to see from it. And it's also like kind of an open house atmosphere too. Like a lot of people haven't, like so many people come see a collective show and they've lived in New Bedford their whole lives and the first thing they say when they walk into Gallery X is, I've never been in here. And I'm like, why? But so this is kind of that too. You get to see what these churches and these build buildings do on a day-to-day -day basis. You can come in and you can see a gallery at Gallery X. That night we're holding, uh, the collective's holding a 24-hour um, production. It's a 1440 project, we're calling it, where everything is written, rehearsed, produced, and performed within one day. 
So you'll get to see maybe some of the rehearsal process if you're there during the day. And if you come at night, you'll get to see the show. I know the Unitarian Church last year did some um, coffeehouse-style music with their open mic. And they do that coffeehouse all the time. That's a really well-known coffeehouse, not just in the city, but like in a coffeehouse circuit that goes all through New England. People come from all over to go there. Triworks, I think, for 50 years or so. Triworks, yes, yeah, for, for quite some time. That's one of the fun things about this festival and about uh, you know Gallery X specifically, and and you know when the when your theater uh, moves permanently up to uh, the First Baptist Church, it does feel like a reflection of the community because it is all things. It's creative people being creative, not painters making paintings or sculptors making sculptures or it's public art. Actors it's making direct. theater. Yeah. It's it's everything's thrown in together and. Let's see what fun we can have. <laughs> Let's see right. what we can make and, and what we can learn from each other and what we can teach each other. And that's the one thing that the, the William Street Festival, I think, is not, you know, it's not a, uh, a street art festival or, you know, a, a place to go buy paintings or a starving artist festival. It is a community festival that's centered around the arts. And I think that's really a lot of fun. A lot of the people who have booths are local nonprofits. So the New Bedford Whaling National Historical Park is coming each year. The Art Museum comes up and does projects. The um, Public Library came last year um, for books and book carts. Um, there are communities of faith who come and bring you know tables and just talk to people about different things going on in their church. I mean, it is kind of all of the sectors of um, the society. Yeah, it's like a microcosm of everything that we have going on downtown. From the arts, from the businesses, from the nonprofits, from the public things like the library, all those things, and then it, like you said it's just kind of a celebration of that. We get everybody together and we just celebrate how wonderful it is. You'll become aware of great things that are going on around the city that you had no idea about, you know, and, and, and great people doing it, and uh, and that's like you know, you just go, oh, what are you doing? And then you're like, wow, you guys are doing this. It's like I always thought somebody should be doing it. We've been doing it all along, you know, and. Uh, and I think that's that that is is important. That, uh, and I think we we may have kind of buried the lead here, but it's growing this year. Is that uh, is that correct? Well, this year this year we are, um, you know, um, we're also going to close down Eighth um, Street from William to Union. So it's we're actually just about doubling the uh, the space for for. Um, crafters and, and nonprofits, and this way we can better include the Unitarian Church, and also there there are uh, businesses, uh, some great restaurants on Union Street right there. Uh, uh, Mary Steenberger has been a, a huge help to us. Last year she was giving away free hot dogs, and uh, and we we're, we really want want to bring her some business because uh, she's she's been. Nothing but an angel for us, and uh, an angel with tater tots, which oh is the best, tots, the yeah. best kind of angel. You can't beat an angel with tater tots. <laughs> and, uh, and then people will get to see more about the Unitarian Garden. They have a wonderful labyrinth um, and garden. That's a wonderful urban garden that people really don't attend to as they're passing by and turning, you know, in their cars on Union Street. So it's just it's kind of a nice thing, time to sort of think about the footprint of that place. You know, I mean, it's kind and, of... And we'll have a, a, a local f uh, favorite uh, um, musician or a comedian, uh, Vinny Lovegrove and uh, the Toe Jam Puppet Band is a big popular uh, uh, group with kids, and uh, they're coming this year. Uh, they could, they had a, another event last year, so they couldn't make it, and we really, you know, for kids, we missed that void. So this year, he's going to be there. Um, also, uh 
Zane Morrissey, uh, Matt Morrissey, I talked to him, so that they're, they're planning on being Morrissey there. Morrissey Boulevard. Um, Morrissey, which is uh, Matt Morrissey, is uh, his group is the, the Wind Power or the Wind... Uh, oh, Matt used to be head of the Nebraska Economic Development that's Council. His father, that's why he works with the um, Immigrant Assistant, and they're just a great local family, and their kids are brilliant musically, but it's a whole different kind of audience for the music and the production and and Chuck there have been some wonderful um, of the traditional favorites with the Jethro's and the the, the uh, um, hot, jelly, cheese roll. hot cheese roll hot cheese roll yeah <laughs> uh, the uh, suitcases were they there last uh, year um, the, the, the Jethro's Jethro's yeah uh, the, the moldy suitcases moldy suitcases uh, there you go um, and, and I think Chuck Smiler I think the, the, the I think his course the whaling course is going to be there oh the sea shanty course the sea shanty course nice. so so it's yes a big mix of music and uh um, entertainment and theater. I think your theater is going to be doing some right. some some scenes from there. there. I don't think people okay. realize that Spinner Publications is on that street also. Oh yes, yeah, they're Spinner. about to publish their um, blue collar history book about New Bedford, and so they are right in that whole area with all of their publications. So, and one of the things you said earlier, you you uh, you kind of referred to the idea of New Bedford is a great place to make art. Uh, might not be the best place to sell art. Um, and that's an interesting uh, statement that I've heard other people make. But this is a great opportunity for artists to get their work out in front of a lot of people walking around in the right frame of mind to say, hey, I'm going to take something and hang it up on my wall. I want to bring, bring home a piece of New Bedford. I want to bring home a piece of, uh, a piece of you and, and keep that forever. That's a, that's a really great thing. I, I, we want to discourage if someone wants to bring a painting or two under their arm that they want to trade. You know, it's uh, it's it, 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 you know, that's that's you know, you, that, that's fine. You know, you know that we just we, we want people to to see what each other's doing. What's art is not about you know art. You know, it's it's a creative thing that you do, and it's it's does no good in your closet or your basement. You know, the, bring it out. The business share. plan of this is not really about the festival making money so we do not charge we do not have spaces but the idea is that people get to share and if they want sell or trade their own art we've gotten great support from the new bedford local cultural council to um, underwrite the cost of paying musicians Um, we've got some corporate support and so that piece kind of goes away for us so it's kind of an open um, exchange it's not um, it's not a monetized um, art, festival. Art, and the underlying art. mission is awareness. Awareness. Yeah, I was say, it's, very, it's very important what you said, like the, the mindset of like buying art. It's not about just buying the art. It's about taking home a piece of New Bedford, in this case, a piece of a local artist. It's supporting that. It's like, but you have to, we have to adjust people's mindsets when they come and they look at art. They're not to see it as an investment in a different way. They're not in, they're not investing in the art, they're investing in the city, they're investing in a local artist. Well, they're also investing in their own experience. In their own experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with the, the churches, I mean, a lot of times it's just getting through that door the first time. You know, you get in there and then you're like, wow, this is, this you know, this isn't so bad. And then you see what's going on that, that you see that there's programs or, or there's some art show or there's a musical thing or, or different things, you know, that, that you'll come back or, or, when the, you know, when that church is doing a fundraiser, well, you know, I love that building. I might reach in my pocket and uh, 
You know, I, and, I, and I think the more that people know about their history, the more we're going to work hard to save it. You know, we're, we, you know, a lot of these, these churches and these old buildings, they've been closed for so long, we really don't know their history, and it means nothing to us. But if someone tells you about it, and you're like, on this spot, this happened, or so-and-so was here, you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, you don't, want, you don't want to lose that. You want to be able to tell your kids that story. You know, and, and, I'm, uh, and I'm sure getting people in the door is also a hurdle that the gallery faces. Because people think, oh, it's an art gallery. I can't afford anything in there. It's an art gallery. I'm going to break something. It's an art gallery. That's not really my thing. But there's so much going on. There's so many things. I mean, and, you know, one of the things that we try to do in Coaston is have some of the art and say, okay, this, it's not all classical paintings of, of you know, an apple or, or a still life or Venus on the clamshell. Um, but it's, you know, fun stuff. It's whimsical stuff. It's pop art. It's performance art. It's theater. So it's a, it's very much like for me, I've, I was, I came, I grew up in New Bedford in Fairhaven and this has been a big part of my life. And I, when I moved away, I always wanted to come back and start a company like the collective here. And then finding finding Gallery X was a blessing for us because it gave us a space. But more than that, it gave me more of a history lesson on the people that had come before me, the people that established this, the people that um, just people like Chuck, people like Gallery X, the people who have been down here putting their, their blood, sweat, and their tears and their passion into what they do and into the city for so long that... For me, it was eye-opening, even as much as I was felt I knew it, and I knew downtown, and then I come down and I meet people that have been putting art up for decades, um, re- way more established artists. Um, <laughs> but uh, they are, they just, it's, everybody can benefit from it. And the thing about, like, going into a gallery is nobody, nobody expects you to buy anything. These artists, like Chuck said, like, it's not worth having it in your basement or your closet like we they put it up for you to come see it and that's really what they want and with the performance end of it we're happy that we can have when we have we do one performance a month for 10 months one production sometimes multiple days and when we have 60 people come to a show i'm just as proud to show off the gallery as i am to show off our show because people don't get to see that and i feel like we're opening the doors more to people because they're like well i do like i'll go see a show or i'll listen to some music i'll see a band and then they come and they're like, oh, I didn't know that this would be the type of gallery. Where's the still lifes? Where's the, like, oh, no, this just this gallery is called the Urban Decay. It's pretty awesome. And then people love it, you know, so it's, they get to come back. The thing about Gallery X also is that Gallery X is a cooperative gallery. So it's a membership gallery. It's not like a commercial retail gallery, although art is made and sold. And so it really has a different um, relationship to the community, I think than, you know, like a store. Um, And so there's a lot of heart and soul in what you see. um, And there's a lot of relationship in that building. Um, And I think that that relationship kind of starts to move out with the upper William Street Festival. I think think one thing that we did that probably helps to not bring people in is with our name, Gallery X. I mean, you know, we thought, oh, that's a great name. And we, we... that was because of location. We were in between the YW and the Z, so we said, even though that doesn't exactly work out, but uh, so we're like, you know, we were originally we were calling ourselves the Spring Street Art Alliance, and it was just too <laughs> teetotaler, uh, you know, too, and you know, you know, and the, oh, we're in between the YW and the Z Gallery X, so that, 
that works. But I think there are people that are afraid, you know, to go in there. Do I have to take my clothes off? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> we, we, we have to deal with that. But, uh, but that's all right. And, you that's know, they, we don't mind if people take their clothes off. <laughs> no shirts, no shoes, maybe some service. But, uh, uh, but it's, and I, I think what we moved into the building, it's been all restored by our members. We, we do fundraisers to to tackle each project. We've just finally just received money from MCC for the first time to help us with the roof and gutters, which is which is huge. MCC now, is the Mass Cultural Council Mass. that was through the Cultural Facilities Fund, is that right? Uh, yes, yes. And uh, and also with uh, Tony Cabral, I think Tony said to them, he says, they hardly ask for anything, we give them nothing. He says, you're going to find some money for Gallery X. And, uh, and they, they did help us out, so... So, so we're happy, and we're on to the steeples, the next thing, and then story. now there's always something in always the building. Yeah. But for, we've come a long way, and uh, and it really has been a community effort. Uh, uh, we're 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 uh, Kevin is running to be our next president, and uh, and I think he would be fantastic. And uh, but we we meet, we vote on all the issues, and uh, whatever we have to do every January we. Close the place down, and we paint the complete building upside down. So we painted that building, <laughs> you know, five times a year for the last twenty some years. So we, yes, Home Depot sells a lot of paint. <laughs> Spot brought to you by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that was kind of double back on you talked about kind of coming to a festival like that or, or meeting established artists, and, and you know, I, I kind of referenced not to make it about me, but. I remember the first time I met a, a working artist, and, and I was in high school. I grew up in a very economically depressed uh, area in, in eastern Kentucky, and uh, everyone worked in coal. You know, that was it. That was the only thing to do. And so then I met a guy who was a photographer, and I loved taking pictures, but I didn't really think, oh, you could be a photographer. Who, who pays you to do that, you know? And so I think... That's think, still a good question, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think as a... Uh, and, and hence, I'm sitting here today, years later, because yeah. I wanted somebody to pay me to take pictures. But... Uh, I think it is really important for young people, especially in economically developed or depressed areas, to meet working artists and people who are struggling and scratching it out, but making a living and selling their stuff and chasing the dream to say, yeah, you can do this. This is a life path for you to take and you can be successful and you can have fun and you can live your dreams. Because if you don't meet those people, it's hard to do that in, in the abstract. And it's really therapeutic, too. Like, for me growing up, like, I was always a writer, and I would always write things, but it always kind of made me feel crazy. Because um, <laughs> none of my friends were really doing it, and it wasn't anything that I shared with anybody. But I would pay, I'd pay uh, an unmentionable sum of money to have back the things that I wrote when I was, like, 12, 13 years old. But I got rid of them all because I didn't know anybody like that. And so when you can bridge the gap, like, you know, it goes from, like, a child to somebody a little bit older to them, to that teenager, to a young adult, from a young adult to um, an established artist, to somebody, like, to the chain of that, like, if there's a break anywhere in the chain of that, we're losing artists along the way. You know, we're gonna, we, they might slip through the cracks. That kid who can write but never had anybody to share his writing with. That young adult who wanted to make that next step into maybe I'm going to try to figure out more about this to never meeting that established artist who showed him that this can be done. Um, it is about bringing the community together that way. Lee's done a great job with AHA that way. I feel like you go around and you see all these things um, as a kid that inspire you and just maybe tick something in your head that goes, you know what, I'm going to look more into that. 
and when you get older, you do. And I want to give a shout out. So at the top of William Street is the uh, Rodericks Building for the New Bedford Public Schools. Um, and this past May, um, on AHA night, they opened up what is the largest um, K-12 school art show in the Commonwealth. It's about 3,000 pieces of school kid art. Um, and there were probably 5,000 people, parents, kids, groups coming through. And they each year feature a local kind of um, nouveau hip tacky chic local artist. So this year it was Ben Gilbarg and the Hip Hop History Kids. Um, it's been Jeremiah Hernandez, it's been Tracy Barboza. I mean, they're really kind of the youngest group of new generation of New Bedford artists. And they speak to the kids to really inspire the kids. And because we're not all going to be professional artists, but I think that every, each and every one of us has some piece of creativity or gift to share. And so part of it is about the unbroken chain so that you feel good about your voice and your ability to be creative and to participate. Even if you're not going to be the photographer who gets paid for that, you get a piece of that feeling about being someone who's going to um, produce and be appreciated. Um, it may not be your living, but it may be something that makes your life so rich. And so I just want to give a shout out to the public schools because I think they're doing a great job. Yeah. And that's what's great about the creative, you know, and I got like the, the phrase creative community because it does, yeah. it is its own community. It is, you know, you can mentor other other people in the community that, that right. are not your own or, or, or anything like that. You can be inspiring or inspired. Right. So it's really nice. But uh, is there anything else we need to uh, we need to talk about for William Street? We need Street to talk Festival? about the date. I don't think I heard well, it. Well, I was going to go back to that. Okay. It is uh, <laughs> noon to 6 p.m. on September 15th. So you can mark your calendars for the third annual uh, William Street Neighborhood Festival. It's a Saturday. Uh, it's, a, it's a Saturday, yes. And, uh, and if anybody is interested in, in, in craft tables or, or, or nonprofit tables, um, we're going to be setting up a, a Eventbrite uh, site to, to register. But if you want to register now, um, my phone number is 508-996-9768. And uh, just give a call and, and there's an event on Facebook that gives you information so you can sign up to follow or like the event on Facebook if you're into social media fantastic guys thank you all for joining us I appreciate you coming in and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you at the Weeb Street Festival thank you thank Thanks, you thank just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.